Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Kyle here at Off-Road Power Products with another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. I've got Coop and Ash with me today. Hey-o. And uh, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and Google Play. So thanks for tuning in. Mm. Um, also, if you have questions, uh, we've got an email address set up so you can submit questions for future podcast episodes, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Yep, definitely hit us up. We like getting them. We like answering them. You might not like the answers, but we like giving them. That's right. <laughs> uh, today we're talking uh, some UTV stuff. We're going to go over... Um, These things are so much fun. They are. How much fun they oh are. Oh my gosh, they're so much fun. Gonna be, we got to keep Cooper on point with these. Yeah. He loves them. Um, but we're really targeting kind of the guy that just bought a UTV. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. um, weak points on it. First upgrades. Mm. Must do upgrades. You know, maybe some secondary stuff that we find um, makes things a little bit just more comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Because out of the box, these things are awesome. Crazy. First upgrade, everything. <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> um, but it's insane how capable these machines are um, on all the platforms, whether it's the GoFast They let anyone have them. They do. It should be illegal. It's frightening. (laughs) Like there should be, there should be like a, and I'm not one for rules, but these things like go way beyond your skill level so fast that Mm. uh, maybe it should be a little bit more difficult to get them (laughs) than it is a regular motorcycle. I want to, I want to know how many warranties the shops deal with within the first 1,000 miles. Uh, Within the first three days. Well, and and not to get... (laughs) Maybe within the first three days. What happened? It just rolled. Well, we've done a lot of UTV builds. Yeah. And we've got two X3s, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. we've spent a lot of time, or not we, you and Brian have spent a lot of time behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. I think in the first couple weeks we owned them, Mm. weren't both of them on their lids? 
or on their sides. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just... Uh, I think it was... For Brian, it might have been the first five minutes. It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were... It was in Moab, and all of a sudden, he Moab. comes walking out of a bush and, like... Well, uh, if you recall, <laughs> it was like really quiet for a while, and I think I was sitting on the trailer, and I think I said something like, has... <laughs> Anyone heard from Brian? It's been a little while, and it's real quiet. And then, yeah, he came laughing as he walked out of the bushes. Yeah, they they are an absolute ton of fun. But I think there's a lot, at least that we've learned from them, from factory points that... Mm. Mm-hmm. Weaklings. Yeah, we get a lot of phone calls for the same part. Um, and I think the first one I'll start it off with is the rear radius rods, especially on the X3s um, and some of the other machines. Yeah, the Razors. Yeah. Pretty much all of them, that one's kind of a universal, you know. It's the highest uh, quality part from the <clears> lowest <throat> bidder, and it has to meet yep, totally. a minimum spec. So uh, it holds up to that minimum spec, but as soon as you um, your <clears throat> skill level starts to get up there a little bit, you start pushing these things a little bit harder, you understand how they feel and how they react to stuff. Yeah, yeah, you go way beyond those limits real fast. Well, in some of those too, it's at certain times during the suspension cycle, it's the lowest point on the rear of the vehicle. Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. easy to hit them on mm. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know yeah. a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, when we went to replace ours on, I don't know if it was yours or Brian's, <clears throat> we didn't even know it was bent until we went to go put on the upgraded parts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely probably one of the most phone co- most common calls I get for like an OEM replacement part is I need rear radius rods. And what's cool about the radius rods it, from the aftermarket perspective is there's tons of different options. Oh yeah, um, you can either get you know the standard straight bars, you can get high clearance bars, um, steel, aluminum, every and, yeah. and kind of universal across the board. No matter which one of those you pick, they are stronger than the factory ones, hands down. Yeah, the high clearance ones are too, or are a cool too because it does give you that added clearance in the rear. We just talked about how it's the lowest point. Yeah, um, you don't hit it until it's a really big rock. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there's tons of things you can do to bend those those rods. So I God. think that's a, a pretty common ones. one. Yeah, like the, the factory the rods are pretty yeah. dang stout. And you can do it in phases too. You don't have to buy because they're. I mean, they're not cheap. No, on the X3, there's six of them. Yeah. And they're not cheap, but uh, yeah, Razor. There are only four, which yep. You know, I don't, I don't know that that's any cost savings. But you can yeah. upgrade um, when you want. the The ones that primarily fail in the X3 are the metal ones. Those are the ones that set the toe uh, in the rear, and uh, you'll know right away because it gets real. Wee. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't it Brian's rig that was doing that for a bit? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, when we took it, it was, for that trip. It was rear end felt like unsettled uh, and uneven, and yeah, like it would just wander all over yeah. the place. Had a mind of its own. <clears throat> yeah, and one little tweak too. You, it might not be noticeable by the eye, but no. Um, yeah, so that that's definitely I think a a top one on the list if mm-hmm. you're looking to upgrade Upgrades. some some OEM parts, whether yeah. they're broken or you just want to beef it up. Um, Coil springs, Cooper proof it. That's the next one on my list. Oh my gosh, that's such a huge one. It's like one of the ones springs. that, like the first, the moment you do it, you notice. It's not like one of those things you do and you're like, yeah, it's kind of better. No, it's a whole new rig, especially like that that general. We did those uh, zebras. Yeah, that was coils cool. on it, and yep. woof, night and day difference on that thing. I was actually yeah. kind of surprised by that rig. That general being a four seater, it it did work. Oh yeah, it worked well. 
Oh, it handles phenomenal. And plush. Um, it was so plush. Do you know, are the stock springs um, multi-rate? Yeah. On the uh, I know all the on after the general? Ma- or just on, on the majority of the UTVs. Are they, are they the, the, yeah, the Razor? Yeah, a lot the, of them come rate. as a, a dual rate. Dual rate spring. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what the, most of the, the upgrades are. You get the dual rate spring, plus you get the spacers, yeah. you get the tenor springs. And they and they tell you um, um, where where to set your crossovers and everything else so that you get the best ride. And, and some of these things are are set up so that uh, um, from the manufacturer, their height is uh, basically just past their test. Yeah. But for where it was engineered to work the best, they'll have recommendations in the owner's manual for what you need to do to get it. Like on the X3, you bring it up just a little bit. Sure. Huh. <clears throat> well, and you can even take it a step further too. There's some companies, um, like RT Pro does um, for more of the utilitarian type stuff, like the general. They'll do different options for those replacement springs. So they'll do a standard rate or they'll do a heavy duty rate. Right. So those hauling. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing more trail riding, um, more work with your rig, than you, you can are trail riding. Yeah. Stuff. If you're throwing plows on it and a ton of extra weight, mm-hmm. you can get the heavy duty option. So. Um, there is a lot of different options out there as far as what manufacturer to go with, what rate spring to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we're here for. What's dual rate, Ash? Explain dual rate springs. Oh, throwing that one on me. Yeah. Uh, if you look at a coil over shock, you usually have, uh, if you have a single spring, it's obviously a single rate spring, and it could have multi-rate built into that coil itself. Or you can go to a dual rate. Dual rate usually just means that you have two different spring rates that are attached to that shock. Um, you usually see a little divider or a slider in between the two of them. So you may have an upper spring that's 300 pounds and you have a lower spring that's 500 pounds. And then that offers kind of the best of both worlds. You have kind of a, a progressive spring rate depending on what zone of the suspension that you're in. Mm-hmm. So it offers a better ride. Uh, lighter the coil spring or lighter the spring rate obviously is going to be easier to compress than the heavier rate. So you get the best of both worlds in a layman's term. Gotcha. So well, basically, dual rate means two rates. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. And then to get more squirreled, you have ones that will have a tender coil and a tender spring or a tender coil. I guess tomato tomato there, um, and that's just to keep the two springs together under full Tension. suspension droop, mm-hmm. uh, so that the spring, the actual coil spring, doesn't come unseated from the shock body. You'll uh, have tension on the spring, which helps with, uh, I would say, reliability and keeping, keeping things the springs centered. where they need to be so yeah. they don't flop around on the shaft for some weird reason and cause other issues. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, another mm-hmm. reason, too, to replace, if it's not something you do right out of the gate, another one of the really common calls I get is the guy that's had his razor for four years and everything's just sagged and settled and he's like right. every time i'm going down a trail it feels like i'm riding on <clears> bricks <throat> um so yeah if you're if your springs have settled definitely looking to get a set of replacement springs and mm-hmm. suspension mm-hmm. gets overlooked way too often yeah i see that even more so on any of the motorsports side whether it be atv utv motorcycle everybody overlooks this, the suspension side and everybody points at you know aftermarket lighting and cool wheel and tire packages and huh. at the end of the day yeah suspension's like what puts the tire on the ground yeah mm-hmm. so invest your money into the suspension and you're going to be really happy oh yeah the factory valving that come in a lot of these are close but you can tune them in and thankfully manufacturers are really pushed 
um, the suspension development, some of the new Razor stuff that's coming out. Oh, uh, the crazy. X3, it's just oh, it's blowing my mind. Stuff. Live Boy. valve, super cool. Um, that technology, <clears throat> you know, it originally came from kind of like the Baja and Class One trophy truck stuff, and mm-hmm. now it's slowly progressed down into the civilian market that we can afford now with UTV um, and side by side. And you're seeing the shock valving and the design of the shock really advance. So spend your money on good shocks or springs or get them mm-hmm. valved correctly. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the first improvements I would personally do. Well, and a lot of people wonder, you know, well, what's the point? It's been engineered this way. But the thing I think most people forget is, are you, you ever just by yourself in that vehicle? Cause the vehicle was designed around no extra out of gear a certain amount of weight in the cab <clears throat> and nothing else. And I've seen a lot of these things with a lot. Oh, there's spare tire oh, yeah. carriers now. Lots of extra gear. I got a question though. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to change your springs because of your size? Uh, me? Yeah. Just on the driver's side. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when no one's in the passenger side. Actually, off a jump no car. joke. There's a little bit more preload on the driver's side. <laughs> good <laughs> but uh, it does corner to the left really I well that. <laughs> that is funny um one of the next things on my list is a good wheel tire combo yeah um and the the reason i personally think it would be a, a good first upgrade is because i've seen firsthand the way we drive our rigs how much we abuse them and we weren't in moab very long doing um top of the world trail um and then you grenaded one of your tires. You were able to fix it and get it back up. I didn't grenade the tire. If that I, was a factory. I bent the wheel. Bent the wheel. Yowzers. Mm. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine what mm-hmm. kind of damage would have happened with the stock tires, stock wheels. Uh, we wouldn't have made it to that point it, to find out even. Yeah. So. Um, they would have grenaded way sooner. And what's cool about these <laughs> these rigs, um, and we run the Tenzer tires on, on a lot of ours, um, um, we have, we have switched over to the Nittos and there's really a lot that goes into selecting tire size. Yep. Um, and, uh, the, the tire size itself, you know, we've gone from the, the thirties to 31s to 35s to 32s. We've done, we've done a lot of them. And, and the things that I like to key in on, cause this is a much bigger conversation than just tire size when it comes to a CVT style. Um, transmission setup because everything's kind of geared around a specific tire size and uh, horsepower and everything else. So you start messing with one little piece of the old waterfall there, you better get them all. But uh, I think what I've what I've personally landed upon is kind of that best combination of weight, uh, ground clearance, um, traction, everything else seems to come in that 32 inch. Package. Yeah, it's like everybody's really went bigger. Yeah, and then they've <laughs> straight all came, to 35s. Yeah, came back Backed down to down. 32. Yeah, unless you're in Texas. Yeah, then they're putting the 43s on those things, bud. Not quite our in the our cup of tea up here in the PNW. Making, <laughs> notice how manufacturers are now building UTVs and side by sides specific for that environment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the they're X3 now. Yeah, they come. And you can with, get it with like yeah, the Mud King. Yeah, the Louis- Mud King. Louisiana Swamp Buggies. Yeah. <laughs> Which looks like it'd be a ton of fun, but we yeah, just I hate up cleaning here. up mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate mud. I hate snow mud. is a lot funner because it's clean mud. Yeah, yeah. which which going to wheels these these things are actually fairly light machines. Yeah, you recommend running beadlocks. 
Not uh, lock. You know, it's interesting because they are super light, and I haven't messed around. There are a lot of really neat options coming out right now for those. Like yep. uh, Method has had their grip lock technology that they came out with on the trail killer. series. Yeah, they're, it's trickled down to the UTV side, so now you can get a lightweight wheel. You don't got to mess with bead locks. But the bead itself is like, well, it's serrated, so it's it really seats. And I can tell you firsthand, having seated a set of tires on those, Oh, my oh, gosh, yeah. it's frightening. It's you did it on your JL, right? <clears throat> it took 40, 45 PSI to get the bead to seat, and I was like, eh. And that was with Schlickham and everything under the sun on that sucker. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool technology. It's mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. like a – I always use on the phone like a push lock fitting, or it's exactly. a barbed fitting where you can push the hose over it, but you can't pull the hose back off. Same principle, same same idea, but on the bead of the tire and without having to run an actual true bead log. Mm-hmm. Which could be interesting if you get a flat and you're going to change it. Yeah. And you're one of those guys that just carries the tire. <laughs> just like I got tire and no tire wheel, Just the tire and, and an air compressor. Hard, hard, hard pass. <laughs> I think I'd rather carry a plug kit than that. Yeah. yeah. Which, <clears throat> one of the other things uh, kind of on this topic that's kind of a must-do either upgrade or precaution let's be real here we skipped a whole bunch of stuff that's like super important like a fire extinguisher oh yeah and a first aid kit yeah like if there's a first thing you're doing on any of these yeah it should be a first aid kit and a a fire extinguisher because stuff happens quick and i don't know about you guys but in surfing the youtubes i've found a lot of these things on fire well it's funny on um my i did overland adventure in my zr2 and we were coming around the corner somewhere up in arizona and uh our camera guy or somebody came up to me and they're like do you have a fire extinguisher and i was like yeah it's in my gear my gear pod um but right around the corner our entire group came around the corner on this mountain edge and there was a razor sitting there on fire in the middle of nowhere (laughs) we were like what the heck Um, so yeah, fire extinguisher. That was so lit. Is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and these things run hot too, especially the X3. Like there's a lot of heat coming off those motors. That's uh, fine. You can Thermal feel efficiency. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so on the, the topic of this wheel tire combo, I think one of the things that we found was a must have in our UTVs was a spare replacement belt. God, you shift gears quick. We were just talking about fire extinguishers. I know. You got to have the fire extinguisher. You got to have a first aid kit. I got blacked should, out. What you did you just say? Have <laughs> <laughs> um, All three. On the topic of the wheels we were just previously talking yeah, about. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. You know, especially with those 35s seem to roast some belts pretty quick. Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking it was me. That could be you too. I'm thinking everybody else, yeah. like Asher, we were down in Sand Hollow and that belt lasted the whole that week the whole funny. week and then i took it took me what 20 30 seconds it was gone like, it was like 20 yards <laughs> yeah. gone and but you never touched it the rest like, of the week <laughs> i was like nope i don't want to have anything to do with that <laughs> <laughs> but i probably they, wore it out for you though that was all me yeah, yeah. it probably was your fault Way i felt go. it actually starting to break and then i <laughs> like this will be cooper you should drive this cooper yeah, yeah. <laughs> um a, but they they do make upgraded belts. Um, oh yeah, there's <clears> some <throat> extreme uh, heavy duty extreme heavy duty belts available and clutch kits. You know, and it's one of those things like jumping into a clutch upgrade on your own. Um, there are plenty of YouTube videos that you can you can get in a lot of trouble. Uh, I think that uh, talking to people that mess with these things day in and day out and get the 
the preload and everything just right on it and know what they're listening for as far as the counterweights and and where it all needs to be for where you're getting for full rpm and speed and everything else it's all it all kind of comes comes into play but they're like as far as upgrades things that a novice maybe that doesn't know what they're feeling for on the on the vehicle should do are one carry a spare belt and yeah. the tools that you need and maybe figure yes. out how to do it while you're in a driveway or somewhere controlled prior rather to than out yes. in the field because it will happen <clears throat> yeah and two <laughs> um a uh temp uh, temp gauge yeah. for the belt so you can watch where things are at and kind of figure out okay if i go if i push it this hard and it gets this hot it goes bye-bye and i don't like that i like to drive yeah and oh, savage yeah. utv makes a really cool kit oh a slick yeah. kit holds all the tools that you need yep a little watertight container mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you can even there's extra room on the foam you can cut in the the clutch tool and yep. it's all sealed tight um one of the things that i just brought to my mind is just the a lot of beginners break belts quickly because they don't understand ratio and driving the rig correctly especially low range yeah. you see so many people using high range in areas that they should be in low range totally so that's going to take a point. lot of stress off the belt um low range is not for just crawling across the driveway type deal you can actually do a decent it's amount good of up to like 30 miles an hour is what they recommend yeah on the X3, like anything up to 30 is low range. Yeah, yep. and that helps out <laughs> tremendously on the belt life. Um, <clears throat> so if you're doing slow speed stuff, get it out of high range, get it down in the low range. Mm-hmm, That's going to mm-hmm, make a mm-hmm. big difference with saving belts. And then just drive it accordingly. I mean, you can tell when the belt, the clutch is engaged and when it's disengaged. If it's slipping and tires are not moving because you've got it buried in sand or snow or mud, you're about to destroy a belt. Yeah, for sure. Destroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, when <clears throat> the reason why you'd want to end up changing to low range for anything under thirty RPM is, is on a constant velocity uh, clutch, one of those setups in there, the belt rides on. It has counterweights, and the counterweights control the amount of pressure that is holding that belt. But if you aren't spinning it fast enough, those counterweights won't won't help generate enough clamping, clamping force, force on the belt. to hold that belt. So. Low range uh, lets you spin that that clutch assembly quite a bit faster, which helps those weights stay out, which helps clamp RPMs the belt and keeps you in the RPM. I think where where the biggest shift on CVTs for people that haven't messed with them before is understanding that man, these things like to they like to spin. Yeah, like there's a red line there <clears throat> for a reason, and they like to use all of it. So you want to keep your belt alive, make sure it's spinning. Yes. Yeah. And airflow. <clears throat> airflow helps. Yeah. I like going fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no lack of airflow when Cooper's behind the wheel, that's for sure. Until the belt goes boom. Wench. I think no matter what kind of UTV it is, you've got to have a wench on it. Uh, I think that uh, self-sufficiency is a good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're... No matter what the situation is, um, I'm pretty sure every single UTV we have has got a winch on it, and I think every single one has been put to use. Yep, for shizzle. Mm. So whether whether you've got the winch from the factory, great, or if you bought it without a winch, mm-hmm. it's something I would definitely, definitely look into. Um, the more comfortable you get with these machines, you constantly tend to push them further and further. You know, I can go up that. I can do this. Now I can get through this big, yeah. massive 
until you don't. Until yeah, you don't. You'll, you'll start getting yourself into spots that you're like, oh, well, I can't just push it out of here anymore. Yeah. And my buddy is, uh, he just blew up his belt trying to pull me out. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. And, and if it's not for you, it will be for one of your buddies. Yeah. At some point, something's going to happen. Having a winch is good. Having a winch is is a must on these UTVs. And I think another thing that you know, some people might look at it as maybe a secondary. I suppose we should probably clarify. For us, it's a must. If you're somewhere like out in the dunes where there's really nothing you could use a winch on anyway. Yeah. You can get a recovery rope. It might be, a, it might be a, good, work, a good yeah kinetic rope of some sort. One yeah. of the little bubbas. Some sort of recovery <clears throat> Yeah, for your vehicle. Like that? I just freaking... Uh, Messed you up, didn't I? No, you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, which, go ahead. So in short, carry a spare belt. Yep. Yeah. Have a winch on your rig if it's applicable to your area, not in the sand. Oh, have a winch else. and a kinetic rope. How about that? We yes. Cover yeah. Both. And shackles to be able to attach it to Soft another shackles, vehicle. Soft shackles, yeah. Radius also, rods, they should have radius rods. Probably do that, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like the the inexpensive sub oh, one hundred dollar like heads, heads at here. They should so. have thirty two inch tires. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> those are inexpensive. We, we got fire extinguisher, first safety aid gear, faith. You know, yeah, first aid, safety kit, mm-hmm. spare belt, and a winch. Let's start there. Yeah, you're pretty much you're set. You're ready to go. Yep. What about other little add-ons that make life? Oh easier? man, some of the some of the comfort items that I found lumens. Like, yeah, lighting. I like the lumens. Lighting's awesome, especially for a lot of the night wheeling. Mm. Um, I mean, having mm-hmm. lights that point into the ditches um, is awesome, but also even the rear lights just for safety aspect of it. So people that that's are a big thing ripping those things around, especially when we were down at Trail Hero. You know, oh, those yeah. guys are going late into the night, and there's a lot of high speed stuff. Having a light in front of you on the back of a rig makes a world of difference um so yeah yeah I've from seen a safety aspect and just visibility mm-hmm. lighting is awesome i'm sure there's lots of cool videos online too of people lawn darting into the back of each other because yeah. they couldn't see each <laughs> other sure. through dust but yeah dust lights are important yeah obviously lighting on front like you said is, is a big thing there's a lot of good brands out there um lighting you get what you pay for mm-hmm. i'll drop that Buy once, cry once. There's some really good companies out there that support the industry really well. Um, Rigid Industries, Baja Designs, to name a few. Those are both brands that we carry here in-house. And you get what you pay for, and I mean that. The cheap, inexpensive lights, they may have the same lumen output when you look at the specs, but it's all about putting the light in the right zones and how it's filtered through their lens. So, man, I get that same phone call every day. What makes this light better than the $20 Amazon light. And uh, in short, oh every time you turn the switch, it will work. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it'll put out the same lumens for 10 yeah, minutes. <laughs> it really doesn't matter how many lumens your cheap light puts out if it doesn't work. Yeah. And it, good luck calling <clears throat> Amazon to get a warranty claim on that. Yeah, these guys mm. are great. I think I have their phone number. Do you have their phone? No, they yeah. don't have a phone number. Yeah. No, um, about that. Yeah. Baja, Rigid, Casey, all those guys. That, you know, there's a ton of them that that are awesome they make great lights um you can actually well call us if you buy them from us we'll help you out but yeah they they are definitely there to help you and different beam patterns too you Tons can get of something cool that fits i want proper. every beam pa- pattern yeah all of them all yep of them. <laughs> cooper's never shy on lumens Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that from the comfort aspect we were talking earlier is windshields mm. um it's cold 
it's mm. it's cold. I also have followed Cooper behind the X3 in mm. our Terrax the, uh, the that doesn't we have a windshield. <laughs> yes. Tatered everyone. And no, I'm talking about him <laughs> not having me, not even having goggles and uh, just glasses. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. And I was crying. I was crying mud. I had like little pelts everywhere. Straight up not having a good yeah. time. And every time I pulled up next to Cooper while he's got his half windshield and I've got no windshield and I'm in the back, he just looks at me <laughs> and goes faster yeah. and harder. I like the half windshields, like you said. Yeah. I yeah, those are nice. The uh, When we were up on that trip, lots of dust. I think the general had a full windshield. Yeah, and, and so it gets like you gets, can't see through it. Yeah, it gets so much dust and film on the front mm-hmm. that you it, it definitely impedes your invisibility or invisibility. Your visibility. <laughs> you can't see me. I you feel invincible. <laughs> uh, you that's see. another different word. Invisible, invisible. and in, invincible. Or <laughs> My bad. We're all messed up here. Uh, so half windshields. God. <laughs> Today on English class uh, with OPV. That <laughs> well, won't be the last time. Uh, but touch on half. half yeah, the half window, I, I like it a lot because the dust isn't going to end up jacking it up. And it puts everything at just the right angle that it everything just kind of misses it's you. It's like a yeah. bug shield that like just read kind of directs <clears throat> the air just above your head. It's awesome. Well, so. and on like hot days too, you still get a little bit oh, of yeah, airflow, airflow coming through, which is awesome. Oof, totally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, look into windshields. Another one that I've really enjoyed is comms. Um, we've got oh, a pretty awesome rugged radio set up in the majority oh, of our UTVs, and it's just so pleasant to be yeah. able to talk and not scream or hear what's going on or spot it's you from my rig without having changing. to get out and yeah. go. You're like, okay, go this way. I can yep. look at it and say, you're a knucklehead. Yeah. I don't even know what you were trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, most of those are going <laughs> to operate on VHF and UHF bands, um, which is going to be kind of your amateur radio, radio channels, 2 mm-hmm. meter and 70 centimeters. Um, Rugged Radio supports a ton of that, and they actually have total ready-to-go-out-of-the-box push-to-talk kits that you mm-hmm. can get. They're killer. Radio face, you can get headsets, um, and it's, man, it's awesome. When we were down at Trail Hero... Our X3 had that, and it was awesome to be able to listen to music yeah. and talk to everybody in our group at the same time. That's the it problem, though. Awesome. Yeah, the music gets like you Like, it gets the, <laughs> the repair-to-play ratio goes all out of whack because all of a sudden, you know, you get some good music comes on. And, and you feel a little spirited. And you're, you're, not, you're not thinking clearly because you're lost. You're lost in the moment. Uh, Man, the drum solo hits, and you're like, "Woo, send it!" Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> and you just sent it. Sent it. Oh my gosh, we are all just a zoo right now. <laughs> yeah, unless it's Cameron, yeah. and you're just like, "We'll turn his down." <laughs> Kidding. But no, comms are awesome. Um, Rugged Radios <clears throat> does have some really nice kits, and they even make face um, face plates to mount the radio mm-hmm. units. And they're usually like twenty five to fifty watt radios, so you get some pretty good coverage out of them too. We're getting like fifty plus miles out of ours. Yeah, we're up at uh, <clears throat> the um, in the LaSalle's at uh, Moab. in Moab talking to Stephen Watson on. Uh, at, he was at the uh, the crack on gotcha. the uh, Gold Bar Rim Trail. Oh, okay. Most of that stuff's line of sight, too, so it's not going to be able to... VHF and UHF won't bend over the horizon, mm-hmm. um, but if it's line of sight, meaning that if you can see it with your eyes, you can communicate with it. And we could. It was just a really long ways away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 
It's pretty cool. Uh, the last thing on my my yeah. list, anyways, is not necessarily a necessity, but everybody I think likes it is exhaust. Exhaust. Mm-hmm. I was going to say roofs. Yeah, roofs are a good one too. Yeah. Mm. But roofs are good. But the exhaust. exhaust I mean, there's cool a lot of really quality exhaust out there it sounds better you get a little bit more flow mm, boy um yeah i know cooper you're running trio performance we've got an mbrb power sports on our other x3 they both sound great mm-hmm. um but it it's sounds cool. like a, a formula one car i love it it does it helps encourage the driving yeah also who doesn't works like against that exhaust? repair to play ratio <laughs> yeah <laughs> Woo! send it and they're they're easy to install they're all Oh yeah, fairly simple bolt on. What's really cool too, a lot of these other exhausts like Trio Performance comes to mind. They're making spark arresters now, so if you live in a place like California where the trails you you're required to have a spark arrester on there, you can order this aftermarket exhaust that retains your factory spark arrester. Yeah. So there's all sorts of little cool goodies when it comes to exhaust. Um, That's what I've got. Do you any other recommendations on your guys' end? Yeah, get out there and have some fun. Yeah. They're, They're a lot awesome of fun. Machines. It's so cool to be able to just take something out of the box and go play in the mountains, the sand, the mud, wherever you're going. And they're so capable out of the box. It so has capable. changed the off-road industry. Oh, yeah. It really and has. Man, 15 years ago, you had no option other than to spend, you know, 60-plus <laughs> grand into a, a, a rig that would be even remotely close to be as capable as a UTV, oh, today's yeah. UTV. So having something that anybody can go buy and go play in, man, they're fun. And you get to come back to your daily driver at camp that's not broken. Yeah, yeah, true that's that. That's pretty cool, too. Well, and, and, you know, in a lot of counties, you can make these things street legal, which mm. is killer, yeah. like that Corbin kits. Uh, Corbin Works uh, yep. wiring kit that uh, gets the turn signals and the horn and everything to make it legal for you to drive it on the road. Yep. It's funny. I was just down in <clears throat> St. Mary's, Idaho, this last weekend riding, and... And that town, it's like there is more UTVs than there are cars. Yeah, people yeah. don't buy cars because the <laughs> town's small enough. You just drive your UTV around. Yep. Yep. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I wish it's pretty rad. Soon, 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 soon. Yours will be alive again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Ash Coop, thanks for being here. Um, as always, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Google, Google Play. Google Play. Google Play. Clowns. Is where you can listen to us. Um, Shoot us an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Booyah!